0: Dot com forward slash join, or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community, also located at designcoven.com forward slash join. Hey hey, we are on episode fifty-five. It's my birthday. We're in the middle of San Diego Design Week, exploring inspiration through taste and food. So I am super excited for today. I have Tara Monsud on our podcast today, who is the executive chef for anime, and I couldn't be more happy. We get to talk all things food and taste. And um, we also explore a little bit and connect over our Filipino heritage, which is always so fun. So let me give you a little bit of info on Tara, uh, in her first executive chef role, Tara Mansood brings over a decade of kitchen experience, a lifetime of passion and a culinary perspective shaped by her upbringing as a Filipino American to puffer malarkey's collective anime. Her culinary journey has placed her in some of San Diego's most prominent restaurants, including Richard blazes, Juniper and Ivy, Brian Malarkey's herringbone and burlap, and Nancy Silverton's maza. Starting under Nate Appleman as executive sous chef at Anime, she continued to hone her fine dining craft while also experimenting with pushing forward the Filipino flavors she's always known. Now working alongside celebrated chef Brian Malarkey as executive chef, Tara's interpretation of anime gives diners a chance to experiment with new dishes like the tuna kinilau, the caviar shrimp toast and the kari kari short ribs with bug peanut oil. Mirroring Malarkey's emphasis on hospitality and generosity, Tara can be seen walking the dining room on any given night, greeting guests, engaging and educating them on a particular spice or cooking technique. Sharing her cuisine motivates and moves her and her hope is to become a culinary ambassador and mentor to legions of Asian American and Pacific Islander cooks who are looking to break into the restaurant industry. Oh my goodness. So, so good. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. And let me know your thoughts. I'd love to hear from all of you. Welcome to Bewitching the Home, a podcast that supports the journey of holistic interior designers. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford, a creatrix of sacred space. Here we will discover new concepts, meet creatives, and learn from active interior designers and conscious businesses that guide us to create enchanted homes. Homes filled with mindfulness, intentional living, and well-being for their inhabitants and Mother Earth. Homes connected to the highest vibration that bring balance, harmony, and a purposeful way of living. All righty, we are on the episode for bewitching the Home. Of course, we've got a special series for San Diego Design Week. We are exploring the theme of inspiration through the senses, and today we're exploring inspiration through the sense of taste. And I'm super excited to have Tara on here with us, the executive chef at Anime, and we're gonna we're gonna dive in. So, uh, before we do that, I'm gonna go ahead and just set our space by ringing a bell, lighting a candle, kind of just getting us centered and connected um, to our ourselves here and, and in the present moment. So, just reconnecting to our breath. And our space, I'm gonna go ahead and light a candle. I love to just incorporate the energy of fire. And if this will, there we go. Which you um, get I to love. play with. <laughs> As part of your, one of your elements that you get to connect with on a daily basis. There we go. And I'm gonna pull us a card just to kind of see what um, energies we, we get to kind of connect with today. I'm going to pull my card. card.
1: Go ahead. I think this is my first tarot card. What was that? I think this is my first tarot card. Oh, really? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Oh. I don't think everybody's pulled a card (laughs) out for me.
0: Okay, well, let's see what we got. Okay. This is pretty fun.
1: I'm a little scared. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we have the
0: world. This is a really beautiful card. So this is the card of support... A lot of times this card will come in when things are wrapping up or there's an ending or there's a completion happening okay. just before we get into a brand new start, a brand new beginning. So this is just like, I like to think of this card as like things wrapping up into a beautiful bow, all the loose ends just getting kind of um, tied up. And then, and then what we have here in the corners are the four elements. So knowing that we're completely um, supported and connected in that space. That's awesome. And you're actually... You're the last interview that I have for this series. Oh, so that, there you go. That means a lot of sense. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. So I always ask my um, guests, what are you nourishing yourself with? Do you have anything that you
1: do or drink in the morning to start your day? Um, lately, I, I'm i really bad about eating breakfast. So I'm not going to lie. Um, but lately, okay. I've been drinking a lot of uh, kombucha. Just like different flavors. Mm-hmm. I have it didn't like kombucha before, but lately I've been yeah. really, really drinking it and trying to just make a little bit of healthier choices on what I put into my body lately. And it seems to be working the last like, few weeks. Good. You know, I've been, I, I've lost a few pounds and I was really feeling unhappy with myself maybe like a month ago. And I was just like, yeah, I need to get this together. I need to get it today. so I stop. As much as I love our snack drawer at work that, you know, I have for my staff that people contribute to, I like, I've been really good about not touching it myself. Wow. But yeah, I know. It's a lot of control. <laughs> that <laughs> you know, is. You know, that would be so you're tempting. You busy, sometimes you need a little pop of sugar or whatever it is. So, I mean, I'll maybe take a tiny thing of a Reese's cup versus like five of them or, you know, or whatever it may be. Yeah, but, for sure. But usually it's either uh, coffee um, from Mostra, or maybe a Vietnamese coffee, or it'll be like a, a kombucha and some some water. So oh,
0: nice. Yeah, so, yeah. Some of the kombuchas, I, I feel the same way. I think it was the vinegary taste yeah. that I was getting with them. But there's so many that don't even have that
1: now. So they're much better. I'm cooking synergy right now, where it's a little more juicy. Um, and it, I, I'm starting to like them better. When I first tasted it, I was like, what is this? I mean, I felt <laughs> healthy, healthy drinking vinegars. I knew that. Um, but yeah, not something that I could like drink a whole bottle of, you know, so. Um, no. Yeah. I, I mean, they're they're editing and coming out with a little better stuff.
0: Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, I've got a um, lemongrass tea, just pure lemongrass right. from Pario. Oh, I
1: love yeah. them mm-hmm amy a lot i know that's how i discovered you oh that's right that's right i right that's i forgot about that you could tell those they are two people that just have good energy you know yeah they they're so good I, I love it i love and i love supporting another queer asian female like own business you know Because there's not too many of them absolutely <laughs> No, you guys are very rare. <laughs> it's not too many of us. I'm so happy to support them.
0: Yeah, and Amy's episode is, um, I've got her on for smell. Oh, nice.
1: That's perfect. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm i am curious. I want to know, like, what is the origin story of you diving into the world of food and
1: your palate and, and all these things? Like, how did all of this come to be? Oh, man. Let me see. Maybe, like, long story short, um... Obviously I'm Filipino American, so food is very um, very much a part of us when it when any gathering or anything like that. It's it's just it's always food, right? So um, growing up as a kid, I grew up in LA, so LA is food scene is is crazy. We were a commuter family, so I spent a lot of time in the car. Uh, so people mm-hmm asked me like how did you get to know food and honestly it's that way we killed a lot of time in traffic by going out to eat and we lived an hour away from where I went to school and my parents worked and then between like where my dad and mom worked where I went to school it's like at least an hour drive in in between all of those because it's LA oh my gosh it's a LA is like a 10-minute drive is a it's a 45 minute drive. So, um, it's that LA life. Um, so during that time you read, you pass a lot of food, you end up in different neighborhoods. And, uh, that's kind of just how I started learning about food at a young age where I recognize what good food was, let alone you know, yeah other cultures. So that is one thing. That's why I rep LA so hard because I have such a connection to, to it at such a young age. Um, and it really helped. Mold me as a person. Like, I was born in Hollywood, and you know, but oh my god, yeah, I'm like definitely an LA kid, you know, I'm definitely an LA kid. So, um, and then so leading up to that, I uh, always Food Network was like just starting when we when I was a kid, um, okay, and I would always watch that instead of like cartoons, and so <laughs> and then I just grew up into that, and then getting older, watching Top Chef, and then you know, I you know, watching food was just something that I was always into and mm. taking people out was always something I was always into but I didn't I thought it was just a hobby and a love you know yeah yeah and when I graduated college or high school I thought well maybe I should call it culinary school but Asian parents are like no that's you're supposed to know how to cook that's just a, you know just a hobby and um being a chef back then was like not really a career choice a wise one yeah and so I did the whole nursing school thing and Oh, my gosh. Like, a good Filipino dog died. Um, and then, when honestly, when I was done, I was just like, I really don't want to do this. And, oh, my gosh. My cousin, who's a counselor, uh, I always tell this story. My cousin, who's a counselor, she was like, what should I do? And I was like, why don't you go to culinary school? I was like, really? And she's like, yeah. I mean, all you do is talk about food. You watch food. You do this. Do that. And I just never put two and two together. Like, mm-hmm. and then. I literally sat on it for maybe a week, and then I just said, F it, and I went to culinary school. And then did that, worked two jobs, um, worked in the industry while in school, one to pay for tuition, other one to pay for life. Yeah. And yeah. grinded and hustled, and I told myself that if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all in. So I literally dove in and just tried to make-ish happen. And then 12 years now, i just kind of been working throughout the industry, trying to be a sponge, and work for yeah. people that I want to be like, and just any anything that I could get. And then now, here I am at anime that a job presented itself, and and it's been, uh, I've, it's just been great. Like I I wasn't expecting any of it. I wasn't expecting yeah. any of the tension that we were getting. Um, and but I'm grateful that it's all going well, and I'm representing a community or communities, and through mm-hmm. food. And that's like the best, most nourishing, like love language, you know. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's. I feel very blessed, very blessed for sure. <sighs> so long, but Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fantastic. So, did you come to San Diego because of anime, or were you already here? Like, um, how the, yeah. what was that journey?
1: I was. Uh, I came to San Diego for for, for try to finish nursing school, and then. Uh, I was at an age where you know you know when you graduate college you're like did I make the right decision it's like a, (laughs) a quarter life crisis I was in the quarter life crisis and I was really just questioning everything and like oh this is a life decision you have to make blah 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 and um and that's when i did, i didn't start to go to culinary school or decide till i actually moved here and really decided that i really didn't want to do nursing as a as a career um and this kind of good because back home like i would have to drive to la to go to culinary school and and i think it's been oh, yeah. good, good that i ended up out here cuz it forces you to grow into a different way versus being in your same environment um so mm-hmm. i think things turn out for a reason and I, I'm so happy that I made the decision to kind of move to San Diego and just meet different people and surround myself with it in a different space, yeah. just all together. Absolutely. And
0: um, having a Filipino mom, um, what was it like when you told your parents that you weren't going to be a nerd?
1: Oh my God. For my mom, it was like the end of the world. Oh my God. Right? Yeah, it was the end of the world. It was. It's funny because I just talked to uh, a Mesa College students last week uh, talking about basically asian culture and how to make yeah. decisions as far as our career and just the difficulties of being an asian kid and just kind of navigating through life and that was one of the main things i kept people kept saying is that you know i afraid yeah. to disrespect my mom or dad or my family after they invested all this time and money into me it's a, and i explained the word um Hia. you know you ever get yelled at and they go well i like like you have, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my mom would yell at me in so many
0: terms. I have no idea what she was saying, but I knew it was bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, means like, it's like you have no shame, like shame on you, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but the word hia has so much more meaning to it. Uh, mm-hmm. The unspoken debt for everybody that came before you, that kind mm-hmm. of set you up so that you can have the life that you have now. Yeah, if that makes sense, it's kind of this, yeah, just like, absolutely. don't, don't forget where you came from kind of, kind of mentality. Uh, so it has a so much more deeper meaning into it. And so um, that was one of the topics that we were talking about with the students, like, they understood they understood the negativity behind that statement. Yeah. But I don't think they really as a young Filipino American, I don't think they really, truly, truly understood what the meaning was. And I think I yeah. opened their minds about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were like, "Oh, oh, yeah, what? That it makes so much more sense now." So, yeah. I, if I left that with them, I, especially related to our culture, then that, I, that 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 meeting with those students was just like kind of worth it, right there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so much weight into into that, and you know, the dedication and the sacrifices that that our
1: parents make so that we could be here. And um, being first generation Filipino American, I think we we understand that the most. Um, Mm -hmm. Our kids could understand that, but I don't think they're gonna understand it. No, (laughs) I really it's as much as you want them to. It's just it's just a different way of growing up, different. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, I have two boys, and it's like and and they're with her a lot. But the, and she also doesn't kind of put that, I don't think she puts that pressure on them. Yeah. At this point, I think it was all kind of, you know.
1: It's all on as, you. <laughs> or... <laughs> it was all on yeah. you. It's all on you.
0: So I get to carry that. So yeah.
1: <laughs> so you, you understand me. You understand me.
0: Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. So I wanted to, to talk a bit about inspiration with you because, you know, typically people think about design and inspiration and they're thinking of, you know, these beautiful design spaces and anime is, you know, one of those spaces that's absolutely stunning and gorgeous. And, but that's like the first thing that people think about. And I was like, well, there's so many avenues and there's so, so many different ways of looking at design and inspiration and you're constantly designing when you're plating and when you're putting these flavors together and, and the way things kind of interact with each other. So can you um, share with us a little bit about how you get inspired to put different ingredients together or, or what happens like what's going on I don't I'm not very familiar with how all that like kind the of creative comes pop. together and yeah like what does that look like
1: um well I mean obviously everybody has like different ways of how they get inspired and create uh create things I think most of the time mine is through experiences and nostalgia mm. and just kind of interaction with people or maybe like a dish that are, are inspired by other people in their cuisine you know it's um plate I don't I hate saying word plagiarism but plagiarism in the, in the food industry is the biggest form of flattery It means that you that dish inspired me and I wanna like you get mad that you didn't come up with it you're like oh my god that was yeah, so yeah. good I'm mad that I didn't think of that you know but it's like but it's yeah. also the best best compliment because you you created something that was like that you could eat and it just leaves such a lasting impression on you that you you literally feel it you know and that's I think that's why I really fell in love with the whole um with culinary because it's it's an edible art medium like it's not only does it visually look appealing it it, it has to taste good too and yeah. Yeah, um, I think, unfortunately, I do think that a lot of people worry about looks first versus okay. flavor, you know? And I tell my kids mm-hmm. all the time, I was like, look, just worry about flavor first. And then we'll work on everything after, but like focus on the flavor first and get that right. Mm. And then once there, then we'll start to think about how to visually make it appealing, and then artistically into that. So, um, it's it's actually a lot. And then now that you we're talking about it, it's like how do I yeah. how do I do this like over and over again? Um, but it starts with an idea. And then in my brain, I literally think about food all the time and I visually start to kind of build it in my head mm-hmm. I think about flavors. I think about texture. I think about visually what it, what it's going to look like, how it's going to eat. And then from there, I try to build. And then usually uh, I'll R&D and I'll start with an idea. Then I'll try to get flavor down and then I'll go in. Okay. And think, how do I, how do I, how does this? Eat. Does this eat right? This is. Will you get a balanced bite? Will you get enough sauce? Will you get enough of everything so that it's comp- that it translates from what my brain is into you, your mouth? And then then I go into visual and texture and all that stuff. It's um, yeah. Like I said, now that I'm saying it out loud, it actually is a lot. But it's it takes a lot of practice. I think I've had a lot of practice. Uh, and I think that's the best way to get better at like anything, actually, but especially with this, is to get comfortable with creating dishes. You constantly just have to keep doing it and uh, yeah. making. I think what most people tell me that invest at is balance in a dish, is uh, making sure there's enough salt to acid. You ever eat something and it just kind of just kind of rides straight, and then you're like, yeah. yeah. Um, So I'm really good about kind of making waves in a dish a little bit so that your mind and your, your body kind of feel it more. Um, And plus a lot of love into the food. I know some people say that it's kind of cliche, but you you really can take a chef is having a bad day. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like the energy that we're putting into it. And and, um, my cooks are great. Um, They care. And I really try to create a culture where they can express themselves and care because a, a happy cook equals happy food and people can really 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 taste that it's just I get I get inspired in so many different ways and they kind of just once I do I write it down and then I build and I build from there Um I don't yeah. know the question correctly completely but it's that's it's perfect a, it's a lot going on there's a lot going on in this brain Um and then to yeah. put it on the plate I yeah, I can put it onto a plate and I have the opportunity to. So it's, it's actually, it's really a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I can tell there's like so many layers. So you were just talking about experimenting and adding, you know, these different flavors and all these things. Can you share with us maybe, um, like a flop that you did where you were like, Oh my God, this is going to be so amazing. And and then all of a sudden you put it, actually put it together. And then it's like, (laughs) oh, not what you expected.
1: In the beginning. Yeah. When you're learning how to, uh, build flavors together, yeah. um, in the beginning, when you you know, sometimes it's simple. Like, don't get crazy with it. Like, just just <laughs> things go together for a reason, you know. And so, yeah. um, but after a while, you in the beginning, you when you really don't know flavors or anything like that, there's a lot of flops, a lot of flops. <laughs> but or there's some ideas that are good with one execution, but when you have to multiply it a million times in a restaurant, it doesn't translate. You know, and Mm. so there's a lot of times where I've done that where like I have a dish right now that I'm working on where if I made it to order and one at a time and it's great, but do it times 60. It's like, okay, wait, oh, how yeah. do I, how do we make this so that it's consistent, you know? And that's the hardest part with, like, working a, in a restaurant as big as anime is, like, sometimes things will translate in one dish, but it doesn't translate into 60. So, uh, Got it. it's that's another factor right now as far as your creative process when you start to become mm. executive chef is, like, how do I, how do you make it consistent where you whatever you created is coming out the same way over and over and over again so um yeah. it's yeah it's a lot <laughs> I forgot, <laughs> forgot what the original question was um what was it oh lesson? just if you had like a if there was like a, a
0: flop that you had that was really memorable oh, was, that was like it just yeah. seemed...
1: <laughs> yes there 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 has been a lot and uh, especially the beginning of my career and uh but as 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 i now that I'm a little more far into it I can imagine things in my head and I, I can see yeah. if they're working now like versus before where I'm like I think it'll work now. <laughs> and if, but by the time I start, start to play with it it's like it's it's more of like editing at that point of like does it hit the way that I want it to hit is there enough acid Did I, is there enough salt is, is there enough sauce Like, um, and that's where it starts to edit when I actually start to play with it like how, how do I get the idea in my brain onto the plate and making sure that it's hitting the way that I, that I'm tasting it in my brain and, mm-hmm. and seeing it in my brain. So, and I ha, and I take a lot of input from my team too, which is um, one of the big things Got it. Um, I really, really try to, is that collaboration is key, um, communication mm-hmm. and consistency. And I, I say those three things. And I breathe it down their neck, um, but there's a lot, <laughs> a lot of people who like create and don't get opinions from other people, because maybe it's an ego mm. thing. Maybe they don't, they don't think that their opinion matters. Or but I think it's I have a team of sixty people at one point in the in the oh, restaurant. Gosh. It's the best demographic to test an idea out and tell me if it hits. You <laughs> know. Um, I really take my team's input, into, and I, I, and I. When, when people eat my food, I watch them like a hawk, because the first reaction of when they put it in their mouth is the most honest. It's the most Got honest. So, so when they eat it, and I get like a, like a head nod and like a point, then I'm like okay, yeah. kidding. Or do I? You nailed it. Exactly. Or if I get a eat and there's just like no reaction and kind of like mm, it's. it's- yeah yeah it's good I'm like you're fucking lying to me you're lying you're lying <laughs> like it's not it, you could tell. yeah so or was like it is good but it's not hitting the way that I want it to hit so um, I really I really look into that creatively and that's why you see me walking around the dining room um, not only because I want to meet guests but like I'm really yeah, generally interested in their reactions and seeing you know if, if they like the food I, am I getting the yeah. oh my god that is awesome and in a perfect world everything is like oh my god it's so good you know and that's that's the goal yeah and and you talked
0: you spoke about it a little bit earlier about you know having a bad day and and being able to taste it in your food or or being you know on top of the world and being able to taste it there too um can you share a little bit about do you do any intentions before your you come into your workspace or do you clear some of that stuff out like how do you stay Balance. I mean, you you say your your food's really balanced. Like, I I imagine that you kind yeah. of have to bring that energy, too, right? Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, being a chef is is crazy. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. It's definitely not a life for everyone. Um, yeah. Keeping your cool in a type of environment like this takes a lot of. I think um, i I'm a pretty chill person. As mm-hmm. in, you know, I'm very patient. Um, I'm very um, I don't know. I, I'm just chill. I'm really chill. It, it <laughs> takes a lot for yeah. me to get angry. Um, the only thing that makes me upset is when people don't care. And um, mm-hmm. I think I've worked really hard with our me and the other managers, our, our GM Tori, and um, our other managers Dick, and like I have my sous chefs. So we worked really hard to create a culture, and I think yeah. I think that's what keeps uh, our space. The way that it is 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 creating a culture of leaving negativity out the door like leave it at the door yeah and um coming here with intention uh of creating and creating an experience for our guests so um so i put a lot of time into maybe creating space um for me and and the rest (laughs) of my team me mentally i think i just kind of with being who I am as a person I've I've learned to kind of just control be emotionally aware uh I I kind of practice that where like okay um maybe if I'm getting upset I take a second and be like okay yeah you know just kind of be emotionally aware and then um and I try to lately I've been trying to kind of take a few minutes in the dining room by myself um, mm. and I'm just having some quiet time. Being in a kitchen all the time, I'm always constantly surrounded by people getting pulled different yeah. ways. Um, I remember I recorded myself. I was making pasta one time and it was supposed to be a time lapse. And it was like an hour video of me making pasta. And um, within that time, I, I kind of watched it went through it. And I I didn't realize how many people come up to me in a short period of and I my brain just answer syncs. So and it just goes, go, go, go. And it's just like, it's like Spitfire. It's Spitfire. Wow. And I don't even realize that I'm doing it. And um, and then I can then then I start to realize maybe that's why at the end of the day I'm so tired is fit yeah. like even though uh, executive chef, like I don't have to physically be on the line anymore. It's just my brain is challenged a different way now. Um And so taking time to myself in the dining room really helps. Um, Maybe in my morning routine of kind of walking my dog, kind of just really taking it in and kind of Mm -hmm. getting into a mental space that, you know, I'm about to go to work, try try to just reserve my energy and um, just really try to honestly just relax, just relax before I go into chaos. But granted, chaos is not that bad. i've worked in a lot of environments where it's like organized chaos and yeah it it can take a toll honestly it it can can take a toll on people and i understand why a lot of people this industry is not for them um Mm -hmm. but for other people we thrive we thrive absolutely that we thrive off the energy we thrive off the chaos and at the end of the ship you're like yeah we handled that like we, (laughs) but um, and then when I come home, I usually make myself a meal, um, maybe have like a, a drink to help relax or just mm-hmm. make myself something to eat. Um, it's not the healthiest all the time. I'm not going <laughs> to, um, I am a, I am an instant noodle type of person. I don't know. If yeah. You, have you watched The Bear? The no. Bear? So The Bear is on Netflix and everybody messaged me when it came out. So it's kind of a, um. It's a really good show of kind of like what okay. to be in the headspace of, of, of a chef. And they did a very good job of kind of getting the high-paced anxiety kind of unhealthy parts of them, but also <laughs> also the, But also the fun and passionate parts. Um, but there's a scene where he, he rushing home and he opens the door, literally makes himself a peanut butter and jelly, drinks a Coke, yeah. and then lays down. And is watching food videos, and I <laughs> and I would like to say that's a lot of us. So that's me. Except me, it's with instant noodles. It's okay. Take a shower real quick. Make a one pot thing with the most minimal dishes. Um, yeah. Sit down and scarf it down. Lay down. Uh, try to watch a food video because that's my way of studying, and then okay. I'll most likely try- fall asleep uh, watching it. And there's a scene that does that. And I'm like, that's me, that is, that is me. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and if on my days off, I try to surround myself with family, uh, definitely get yeah. a good meal in. You never know when you're gonna be inspired. I tell my chefs like that all the time. I'm like, go out to eat, eat something you haven't tried. Yeah. And you never know how it's going to inspire you as a chef. Uh, so I try to get at least uh, one good good meal in. doesn't have to be expensive or it could be, but just anything that's just, tasty. yeah. So, yeah. Something different. Yes. Sorry. I talk a lot. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. I
0: love it. I love like the inner workings and what's going on. And, you know, we all like in any creative industry, I feel like there's all kinds of ways and avenues to approach, um, you know, that design part of, of the business. Yeah, and It's really fascinating to hear, you know, and everyone wants to know like w- what's going on like how do you think cuz everyone thinks so differently so it's like whoa it's it's really fascinating
1: yeah it's like so, some people are like i just like how did you think of that i'm like i wish i think like that you know and that yeah i didn't i never realized that people look at me like that till till anime you know that's because of it not mm-hmm. all it's all me and my team so i i now i have a better understanding but before i was just like i don't know i just come up and stuff and they put it on a plate you know <laughs> <laughs> well
0: it's like when it's in our heads we're like this is normal right like, this, this is what normal. everybody does exactly
1: you know? this is normal I was like people create this is what they do um but I, I guess I guess there's 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 some who create and there's some who excel and uh, yeah I'm, I'm not good with compliments so maybe maybe that's it's hard for me to yeah I'm so
0: no yeah
1: and speaking of compliments i mean
0: you're getting all kinds of write-ups and features and all over the place i feel like i see you like in all all the
1: things which is really really cool yeah it's it's crazy it's crazy cuz like I, I knew i know a lot of people in the industry like yeah um and i've worked with a lot of people who are now doing great things you know it's it's hard to not have your worlds kind of intertwine you know it yeah. it's 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 big but small and absolutely i I think I've just been known as a person who always just kind of worked their ass off um and mm-hmm. I've also been the smallest one in the kitchen all the time um so when you're the smallest one you, I mean I'd like to say that you almost get underestimated a lot you know and then yeah, for sure and then when you start to surprise them then it kind of leaves a, a lasting lasting uh, imprint on them and in their minds of who you are as a person and so i've kind of carried myself in a way that you know i i if you're gonna say my name i either want you to say that i'm a nice person or i work my ass off um yeah and so it's 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 but all these write-ups have been great you know i've i've, I've gotten used to talking to people in the beginning i was yeah why do you want to talk to me you know and, um, <laughs> I was chatting with my team and they were just saying you know in the last like year and a half two years the growth from me as far as related to anything like that has has changed um mm. that goes back into practicing like you get put in these uncomfortable situations enough there's no way that you're not going to grow you know and that's no, you have to you have to grow and um i've really embraced the side of of what i'm doing as a career was i expecting it no um is it bad no you know it's just a different aspect of what I do is like I'm a face of anime and Mm -hmm. instead of fighting it I I needed to embrace it and really you know people want to talk to me let's talk food let's talk culture let's talk about anything that you feel that is related to me and the restaurant and that can help you and um so I've really really kind of learned to embrace it and kind of have fun with it at this point um I'm lucky that it's even happening like it'd be stupid for me to kind of ignore it and just be like well I don't want to do it like you know in the end I think it helps not just me but it helps anime it helps my team Mm -hmm. the worst thing is is working at a restaurant that's slow like it's just not oh yeah I can't imagine like after COVID it's like I have almost like this let's make shit happen attitude it's like nothing can be worse than that you know not having a job and having an empty restaurant and feeling so cold inside like it yeah Whatever, you know, will get people to come in, whether it's just me or whether it's completely the food and they don't care about me, that's totally fine too. You know <laughs> and the, the most important thing is that I mean there's no there's no restaurant without food and there's no restaurant without guests. So whatever yeah. I need to do to make that happen, that connection happen, I'm I'm willing to to do it so
0: it's amazing yeah do you have anything exciting and fun coming up that you are like stoked on or any collaborations that you've been trying to build in
1: that realm october october is a busy month for me it's filipino american history month so um with a lot of the attention i've been getting is is um say around our food um because you don't yeah. you don't see our food uh in this type of environment or let alone fine dining uh too much um but what's great is that there's this there's this wave of young chefs who are really passionate about our culture mm-hmm. and our food, Amazing. who are making things happen like in a lot of the major cities there's somebody who's trying to push our food forward and other than it being in a styrofoam to-go box Yeah. Scooped, you know, even though it's delicious, yeah. like, don't get me wrong people, it's fire, <laughs> it's fire, but like, it's it just creating a space for our food other than that. Our Filipino community, as far as chefs, we're all very close, uh, we all support mm. people, so i probably do something with Phil I'm trying to do something with Justin at Homage Bakery who he's a he's a he's a also Filipino American and then um maybe Mostra which is obviously a Filipino owned coffee company um who nice. Filipino flavors so stuff like that um um I'm going to Houston for a uh, you know with chef claudette to help her out for like this barbecue fest um oh my god but as a whole as a month as a whole it is our month it's our month you know so <laughs> yeah um, there're a lot of things like little cool collaborations like that um we're going to try to raise money towards uh, maybe like a Philippi- uh, a fundraiser for something in the philippines to help donate whether it's t- mm. still or towards Education or providing meals for the underprivileged in the Philippines, because you know our dollar goes a long way. Um, so yeah. um, all the all the details are getting figured out, but there's definitely a lot of stuff going on, Ugh. and um, it's 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 definitely gonna be my month for sure. It's, it's, it was my month last year, and when I was done, uh. oh my god, we did so much, but um, it makes sense to do it in October. So you got to make yeah. it,
0: make it happen. Absolutely. I, I think it's really incredible to you were just talking about like the last October and like us having these months. I'm curious, um, like what's happening in your like astrological chart and you might even want to take a look. I know for me personally, like my Julys are on fire um, that it's like one of those months and it has to do a lot with um like this Leo energy and like where oh. our planets are and different parts of my my chart are. So I'd be curious to know like what's going on in your chart in you know, October because there might something. I mean,
1: I have no idea. Like I'm an Aries, Um but lately it's funny you say that because lately ha- people have been asking my sign a lot, <sighs> and like I I mean I know like the very bare surface of you know yeah. all of that, Um but like somebody's like you're a fire sign. I'm just like. What does that mean? You know, what does that mean? Um, (laughs) But that, I mean, I think summer was just like busy time for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Mm -hmm. before that, I think it was May. May we did a May project. It was like one thing after another. So some months it was it's like one thing after another. Yeah. Or Asian American History Month. That was that was a month that was like really busy for me. And then it died off a little bit. And then summer was just like. Mm-hmm. full throttle and now now that school started again and like people are slowing no. down and now that it's cooling down like we're still rocking and rolling but like last uh, September was not nearly as crazy as it was like the previous months in summer Got and it. then yeah. October is going to be right back up for me so so I there's one hump at the beginning of the year then down then summer mm-hmm. back down and then October and then go back down and then the holidays so it's like yeah you know we're,
0: we're already, <laughs> you're on a roller coaster yeah
1: restaurants are already thinking about the holidays so um
0: absolutely it,
1: it, it mentally i i feel overwhelmed not going to lie <laughs> um yeah but physically it's um it's not not that bad yet it's not that bad mm-hmm. but that's another mm-hmm. thing like i've been exercising to so that i can handle this stuff now like yeah um which it goes back to not feeling good about ourselves. So I've been trying to make an effort mm-hmm. to be a little more aware of my body. So that when we're going into these months like this, um, I'm a little yeah. more, more prepared. A little more prepared. People say I need yeah. to sleep more, though. I, I, I know people. I need to sleep more. I don't sleep very much. So <laughs> they, my friends get mad about that. So. <sighs> Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> um, you were just speaking about the holidays. Do you, like, how often are you changing up the menu and is there a system around it? Do you, like, what does that look like?
1: Uh, menu, yes. Uh, we try to go spring for sure. And then you go into summer and summer is kind of like a, um, a lot of little changes throughout the time. Uh, we're so busy. Okay. I don't feel like a Full flip, but I try to start to include things that are more within the season, like summer tomatoes or um, yeah. just like different vegetables and fruits. So we try to corn and incorporate that. And then now I just finished doing stuff for the fall. Fall, I did like nine things. Um, we'll see if everything hits the menu the way that I wanted to. That yeah. goes back to uh, editing those dishes and seeing blops. Okay. Uh, and so. it it may have done well in it in a tasting but if it translate into multiple things that's that's another Mm -hmm. thing um and then fall so we did fall because fall is more of like warmer different kind of vegetables harder like pumpkins and all this all all of the hard and then that that kind of slowly bleeds into um winter where i i'll probably do a few more things but fall kind of still kind of covers that. Base. Got it. So I it's usually spring, summer, fall, and then within that time, a few dishes here and there that kind of makes sense. Got uh, it. But depending on what's available during the time. Um, yeah. I think with me, the hardest thing is finding enough product for the size mm-hmm. of the restaurant that I have. Um, I worked at smaller restaurants where you get like maybe something like but it's only available for months but i can only get so much and i don't want to clean out like chino farms or anything even chino farms is great but sometimes it's like um like these smaller farms i don't want to take all of their product Uh, yeah so um there's a balance of that also so spring summer fall winter Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so going through the season the wheel of the year for sure yeah Oh, amazing um, so Tara how can people find you
1: how can we follow your adventures and be inspired by you I believe it's anime.sandiego on uh, Instagram um, my personal IG is uh, my kid, my kind of kitchen nickname that I got uh, it's small underscore fry 42 on Instagram uh, and a lot of people see a lot of the anime stuff on there uh, and they follow me mm. personally obviously, uh, which is kind of cool You know, I didn't think people would be it in my life. But granted, I have like a pet pig. So I guess that's not normal. Um, (laughs) um, Oh,
0: my God. My son would die. He his favorite right now are our pigs. And he's he's completely stopped eating pork just because he's like in love with them so
1: much. (laughs) I, I, I definitely eat less pork, but it's hard being a chef. You know, uh, yeah, I, of course. I just know some animals are meant to be eaten, some aren't. Yeah. But if you are eating yeah. them, that pay respect that you know they are a living thing. Um, and mm-hmm. Biggie, uh, Biggie, smalls. That's my my pig. Uh, he's really <laughs> changed my outlook on that. And and, and of course my little pup also Maya. She's a dachshund, so it's kind of funny. I have a Ugh. I have a hot dog <laughs> dog, and I have a pig, and, and so. <laughs> like his guests will come up to me, and I don't mind. Sometimes I feel like guests are embarrassed to tell me that they follow me on Instagram, but I'm like, I'm oh yeah yeah yeah. I'm, I'm public, like I'm public. That's why. Yeah, that's why. You know, you're supposed to. You're supposed <laughs> to. And so they're like, "How's your pig?" Like, and it's the first time I've met them and stuff like that. But they're like, "I feel like I know you," and um, and you know, at first it was a little weird, but at the same time, it's like I'm public and. Yeah, it's totally yeah. okay. It's totally okay. <laughs> if you're interested in my life, that's awesome. You know, that's great. <laughs> For sure.
0: <laughs> I know it's always funny when you're out and about and somebody comes up to you and they, they know like all these things, or you've never met them before, but they know exactly who you are. Yeah,
1: and that, that, that's, I think that's the biggest change in my life is the. Every my team makes fun of me because they they say they're like you're a local celebrity, and I hate hearing that. I hate. That. <laughs> I hate hearing it, um, but there's some slight truth to it. Like, two years—well, only my friends in the industry knew who I was, you know. And right, right. The amount of um, creativity I had and passion, Uh, and then you put on, get put on a in the front, and now everybody knows, or anybody, Mm -hmm. anybody who cares knows. And um, it's just that's—I think that's the biggest thing that's changed in my life right now—is the yeah, like going out to dinner and getting recognized you know it's I mean you go to a restaurant of course you're going to get recognized right like, <laughs> it it's that's our industry um but yeah the amount of tension I think is is the biggest adjustment for sure even yeah. for my wife even for my wife too yeah but um she luckily my wife is pretty chill she's uh oh, nice. yeah she's a really chill person so she's she's happy she's happy for me okay yeah, because she'd yeah, been there since right. the beginning, you know, like right out of oh, you see. just seeing the growth. Um, it's 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 crazy. Like my friends see it. And then when I got the position, they were like, it's about time. I was like, it's about time. I, was, I wish I knew that. because I didn't think it was time. I didn't think I was ready. But we're we're our worst critics. Yeah, we, we are. Absolutely. We're, and, uh, and they said that it says something about me when even when I started that even I thought I wasn't ready mm-hmm. even though completely ready but um, I don't know it's it's constant growth it's constant
0: and now you have this platform to highlight the things that are really important to you and you get to yeah. have the opportunity to share those things which is huge yeah.
1: and I I try to be wise about what I say and how I put my and honestly like I'm not really really thinking too much like what i put out there is honestly me i'm not Mm -hmm. faking i'm not you know i'm on this whatever like this conversation with you is i'm being completely honest like there's not i'm not just saying things and so i think that's what people kind of like the most or why they Mm -hmm. gravitate because i'm not I'm not faking anything, so um, yeah. it seems to be working so far. So
0: absolutely, and I and I feel like, and maybe it's part of our culture too, because I feel like they, you know, like our aunties and, and my mom, like yeah. you know, they they don't ever like fluff you up or anything. It's no. kind of like here's tell the straight.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the Filipinos that come in, like the aunties and uncles, uh, they'll tell me if they don't like it. Like oh yeah, and I I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with it. I'm not perfect, but. Yeah. If I get a thumbs up from them, I'm like, oh, it's huge. Hell yeah, dude! It's better than any critic, and usually it takes people our age to bring, like, to bring our parents in because our parents,
0: yeah,
1: our parents won't come in like that because, um, oh no, no no no, no no, they won't. So well, I had like an epiphany one time. I, I know I'm kind of rambling, but like, I have an. Epiphany, oh, you're great. I'm like, so why is it so hard for our our parents to come in? So, and then. For me, I it, it used to get kind of a little bit upset about them. It. Like it's Filipino food in a nice, mm-hmm. like how can you not want to nah. experience it? And um, and I learned it's it's just a different mentality because they're they come from a mentality of survival. They come from aniv- yeah. another country, and the dollar means so much more. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. us first-generation Americans. We understand, but also we're a little more, we're a little our, our mentality is a little different. So. I, then yeah. At that point, I just learned not to be offended. Like, um, it's not it's yeah. not against me. It's just how we grew up, and um, and knowing that when they look at a forty dollar short rib in yeah. their minds, they like I could make that under ten dollars, and yeah. you can't get that out of their brain. You can't.
0: But yeah.
1: Yeah. when we people like us bring our parents in. And they, and just the fact that they want to bring their parents in is cool mm-hmm. in itself. Like on Saturdays, Sundays, I, I see Lola's and Lolo's. Uh, for those who yeah. don't know who it is, that's grandma and grandpa's. Um, I met when she was uh, 85 and they were bringing her for oh her birthday. Yeah, they were bringing her for her birthday. And of course, she's just kind of looking around. And then I come out and they're like, uh, Lola, this is the chef. This is a chef. And she sees me and I'm Filipino. And they're like, Oh, you're Filipino. Yeah. I'm like, Yeah, I'm Filipino. I'm like, How are you? And she starts talking me in Tagalog and I answer in English because my yeah. Tagalog is not. not the best. <laughs> and then um, when I finish, I gave her a, a manapo. You know, and a manapo is where you bless, you take their hair. Yeah. And you put it against your forehead as a sign of respect towards your elders and and the whole table was just like yes like Aww. they're like they're like um she wasn't expecting that mm. to happen in the restaurant and I don't yeah. think that her family expected me to do that but like you're celebrating 85 years like Amazing. that's a you know and you're in my restaurant enjoy yeah. celebrating your birthday like um I just had so much respect for her at that moment, and um, and I was appreciative of her family to bring them in, and it's and it's becoming more and more of that, and it's like before it, it wasn't like that in, in the dining room. So um, yeah. it's nice that I know that I'm making a way for our cuisine enough to for people to bring our elders in to experience and or want them to experience it. Um, and I I always say that's like better for me than any critic or it's just mm. representing our community and and to know that I'm making them proud in some way is just it's very 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 yeah. rewarding very rewarding and it's its the yeah. best of you I'm walking around the dining room so I love it I love seeing the so Lola's good. and lolos. yeah I love it <laughs> sure it's like so good
0: oh I gotta get my mom in there it's it's hard for me just to get her anywhere. It's like she, you know, they just don't want to go into these restaurants or anything. I'm just like, Nothing. you know, you're pulling
1: teeth. Well, it you know, it's also it's it's a sense of like um, they're uncomfortable. Yeah, very. You know, um, I I also talked to this other table, and you could tell the mom and dad like felt a little bit out of their element. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did is I went up to them and I just kind of talked to get in the little Filipino I had, and I yeah. To them and then I, I noticed when I started talking to them, they kind of like kind of loosened up a Loosen little bit, up. yeah. They kind of loosened up a yeah. little bit, um, because uh, it, it's um, almost feeling like the outsider. And I don't blame them because mm-hmm. I that they grew up in a different time than we did, so it's kind wow. of hard to get those experiences out of your brain. Um, at least I can say that for I know my parents. Uh, they they understood what I did but I don't think they truly understood yeah. what I did um, yeah. and they were sitting in the dining room and first a little bit my parents are like still like are, are like how much are things so I'm like don't worry yeah. about it like I, I work here like it's okay I work. <laughs> it's okay I'll take care of you they're like are you sure like are we taking up too much time are we taking up too much oh space like sit at a smaller table I'm like look, just relax, like relax and just enjoy yourself. Um, Now, now they're getting used to it. Yeah. But like in the, like they almost felt like they were in the way and I'm like, Mm -hmm. and I think like a lot of the, a lot of them, when they come in, they just feel like an outsider. And I told my team that like, you know, I want everybody, I don't care where the hell you came from. I want you to, I want you to feel welcome in this dining room. You know, it's not just for Mm -hmm. the privilege and, and I and I am very aware that for some people this might be the one nice dinner that they have all year yeah, and yeah. not everybody eats like this not everybody eats like this I didn't yeah. eat like till I got into the industry and I still couldn't afford it I should have been saving my money right yeah. <laughs> but um but it, I, I I think that's also what kind of keeps me grounded and like um is knowing that you know everybody doesn't is not fortunate to be now. Dine like this, and for them, it's a very, very, very special occasion, and it should be treated. It should be treated that way, um, mm-hmm. and so it, it it's really something that I really try not to ever, ever forget. I could tell, yeah. So I don't know. I get a little <laughs> about it sometimes because it's like you see your parents struggle, and then it's like it brings you back. It really, it like, it brings. You back. Um, I'm very very
0: appreciative yeah. yeah absolutely I mean I you know same thing here just, just by looking at like where I live and what I'm you know getting to do with my life and how I get to spend my time and knowing you know the stories and the sacrifices and the, and the way that you know my mom grew up and, and where she grew up and, and to be able to design like beautiful houses it's like that also seems so disconnected right. <laughs> right? right I'm like
1: right but this is why they you know? came here this is why they yeah. Because they want them to have a, want us to have a better life than they did, and I think that goes back to talking about what I talked about earlier. Is that hiya is like, just knowing where you came from. I think in our in our culture, it really makes a difference Mm -hmm. because you have so much appreciation, Um, and they they don't let you forget that for sure. They'll be (laughs) proud. They won't let you forget, you know. So I think I think that's one thing for Filipinos is having that 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 internal debt is it really keeps us um not to forget where we came from so, yeah um, it totally keeps us in check it, for sure for <laughs> sure for sure. so
0: it's so good great oh, well thank you so much for taking your time with me today i know you know your time is very um small and valuable and,
1: oh, and no, you've got it, all kinds of things it, happening and i i love having conversation of, with people about food and and it's nice, you know, yeah. relate in the Filipino aspect, and like you understand, and um, it's uh, conversation, conversation. That's just connection. Is always, always, yeah. And I love seeing you at at all
0: the um, the events and all the tastings, and you're always like bringing stuff out. And
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a labor oh of love, it's a labor of love, you yeah. uh, so, know. But I appreciate you having me on and uh, allowing me to speak and kind of share experiences and just have a really good conversation um i think thank you for inviting me
0: yeah absolutely i can't wait to share this with everybody and and for people to get to know you um you know at a deeper level and in where you come from and i think that's huge and and all the things so we'll be following you um send me all the information about october because okay. i would love to once you to figured, those figured it
1: out for sure but i just just keep a look Perfect. at instagram um Instagram kind of see what's going on but there'll be pop-up there'll be um collabs here and there uh once you figure out the dates I'm sure everybody will see them um and come out and support and um you know even if it's for a few minutes but everybody everybody from the everywhere is is welcome so
0: amazing thank you we will be in touch okay thanks Rachel you have been listening to Bewitching the Home. Special thank you to all my Patreon members. Without you, this show would not be possible. Music composition by Ken Seth Thibodeau. Editing by Marcy Ferry. And special assistance by Blake Ferris. If you like what you're listening to, please hit the subscribe button. And if you want to support us even more, please join me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash bewitching. You can also follow me on Instagram at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Lorraine, L-A-R-R-A-I-N-E. And find out more information about the podcast on the website, bewitchingthehome.com.